Good morning, everyone. My name is Peter McCarthy, and this is The Flockers, the Australian Bird Management Podcast. I'd like to thank you for being here today. Today's discussion is simple, but naturally, as we expand, it becomes very, very complex. My topic today is, why do we control or manage pest birds? Now, what I find interesting about this discussion, it goes back to some communication that I had in my very early stages of bird management. So I was lucky to go to the NPMA conference in 1994 with a group of Australians, and that conference was in Honolulu. Now, as a young marketer, it was a privilege to go over and see what the American uh, pest industry and what the world was doing in pest management. And what I found really interesting is when I went on to all of these different booths and tables, I saw such a wide variety of bird management systems. And so as a bird enthusiast, as a lover of birds, I just thought this was quite amazing because I didn't know that this industry truly existed. And so one of the things I was really lucky to be able to do was to come back to Australia armed with a lot of information, a lot of new contacts and new products in which to introduced to the Australian industry and also share you know that knowledge that I'd learned. Now two years later I went back to do some training with the company that influenced me or impressed me uh, the most and they have done for decades since a company called Bird Barrier and I was able to sit down with them and do some training and some practical work on buildings and so on and from that just formed a relationship uh, of friendships with you know Cameron, Riddell, still the president of Bird Barrier, but, and Mark and other people that I met over the years, Lenny, they're all tremendous influences and we shared a lot of information and our love, of course, for bird management. And so what came from that, we did some training um, in Los Angeles and we've got lots of stories. Maybe we can share a podcast on the stories of events that came around that trip one day. But one of the things that came out of their discussions was, why do we manage pest birds? And from a, I'm going to look at that from two different perspectives today. One is from a business's perspective that, are in, that is impacted by pest birds. They have pest birds on or in the facility, but most importantly, they have pest birds impacting their, their workplace and interacting with their employees. All right, so then when we look at the facility, we look at the impacts associated with birds in the workplace, birds impacting the environment of um, the workplace and so on. But then we'll also look at that from a perspective of the bird managers in our industry. Of course, they will look at their clients being impacted by birds. They need to understand the function of that company, the function of the the facility and the impacts and the severity that the birds bring into that facility. Now, they'll also have to look at that as, what is the financial burden associated with these birds and how they're impacting that facility and interacting with the workplace? And so they will need to then look at that issue associated with pest birds, come up with a solution that is fitting within, say, a working budget or an understanding that there is a nice match between the cost associated with the birds and perhaps a solution that's going to minimise the impacts of the birds, but minimize the risk and therefore the cost associated. Now, I'm going to go through some of these areas 
that are impacting various companies or various businesses around the world. Now, the thing is, birds impacting a facility will vary naturally with the function of the business involved. Now, of course, we also have housing, be it domestic homes. We also have multi-apartment complexes and so on. Birds will have a major impact on manufacturing, retail, and all the different functions of companies worldwide. So we have food manufacturing facilities and food services, logistics, tourism, grain, health, education, and then more broadly, commercial, industrial, retail, government, and military style facilities. Well, the birds will be impacting all of those in a different way. Well, the same way, but the impacts will be regarded as different depending on the situation that's happening. Of course, the, the different bird species will have an impact and certainly the severity of the population numbers, how the birds are feeding, where they're confined to and so on, will also have an influence to the dangers associated. Now, I'm going to just quickly run through some of the topics that I'm going to discuss today. It's not a complete discussion, it's just a starting point for us to expand on at a later stage. So let's look at some of these reasons. So first of all, birds naturally bring in a major health risk to personnel on site. And I'll expand on that in greater detail in a moment. They'll also bring significant damage to the facility, the structure, the coatings, and plant and equipment. There'll be an impact in terms of cost of cleanup to the building owners, and there'll be a negative impact to the risk profile associated with health and safety and the workplace for the building owners or the building managers. There's noise, mess, and smell associated with large numbers of birds. There's potential work stoppages, negative impacts to company image, damage to goodwill, and of course, the unsightly nature of birds can cause problems in the construction community at time of building handover. Now, when we look at each of those in greater detail, I wanna start with a mild mattered disclaimer. I'm about to talk about health risks. Now I have to say that I'm not a health professional and I think we all know that I've been in bird management for 30 years. When I discuss this, we have to look at not being alarmist, but there are risks. Now, what I do want to do in a future podcast, I'm going to be interviewing a friend of mine. Actually, we've been friends for many years. We went to school together, but a mate of mine that is a, a general practitioner, member of the health community, and we're going to talk about these risks. And we'll do so with a, a greater level of authority than I can do myself. But let's look at the influences and the impacts associated with pest birds. So pest birds naturally introduce a biohazard associated with their biological functions. And that can be a significant impact to the risk profile and the dangers of being in that workplace. So pest birds can host a variety of issues. Now these can be either mechanical hosts of issues or biological hosts. So as a mechanical hosts, birds can bring in ectoparasites and insects that can infest their nesting materials and the birds' bodies themselves and have an impact to the workplace health and safety. As a biological host, they can, they can host infections such as psittacosis or nithosis and we'll get to other chronic infections that birds can potentially shed in their droppings 
or their secretions or bodily castings and feathers and so on. These biological elements can taint food, water, and the surfaces of the workplace and render the workplace a dangerous place to be in. So diseases can be bacterial, fungal, viral, and so on. So the diseases such as bacterial, that can impact the food safety on site, and that can actually come from where the birds are feeding themselves. And so often we see birds feeding in human waste treatment plants or in um, landfill waste disposal areas and transfer stations or just straight from bins. And so we can, we can, or we know that birds can bring salmonella and E. coli back into the workplace through the secretions of bird droppings. But also as the droppings dry up and become airborne if disturbed, those can cause respiratory issues with humans. And so issues such as chlamydiosis can impact the respiratory system of humans. And I've had some colleagues in the past had had coughing issues and significant impacts associated with chlamydiosis over many, many months. Some of these issues when working in these environments can take a long time to recover from. And that would come from the inhalation of dried spores or feathers and secretions of infected birds. There's also fungal spores that can grow on the droppings and that can be presented to humans when those droppings are uh, those dried droppings are disturbed. That can actually happen just in your normal day-to-day -day working functions or when you're cleaning and removing that biohazard from a workplace. And so when disturbed, workers in a facility can be impacted by fungal spores on bird droppings. There are diseases such as ornithosis and psittacosis that can have extended flu-like and inflammatory impacts to humans. And some of these illnesses can take many, many months to recover, and they can be extremely severe. Fungal issues such as cryptococcus can have significant impacts on humans. Internationally, we often hear discussions about histoplasmosis, and that can be a major issue internationally. I haven't actually seen or been aware of issues associated with some of these diseases here in Australia, but I have actually been aware of toxoplasmosis. Working in um, aircraft hangars, I've been reading induction um, documentation and, and some of the facilities impacted by large numbers of birds don't allow pregnant females to, to go into these facilities during significant areas of infestation just purely because of the potential for toxoplasmosis to be transmitted and at a time when either immunocompromised or uh, pregnant can be a major concern for some of these particular diseases. So as I said, I don't have any medical background and so I look forward to actually going into greater detail. So some of these impacts on human health caused by birds can either be minimal or severe. Now if you get onto websites and go into dive into the internet, you'll see everyone claiming of oh, 40 different diseases or 60 different diseases or this is going to happen and so on. Now what we need to look at, apart from being realistic, is be aware that some bird species will have an impact on human health. Now that will, could depend on the processes of what's happening in that facility. It could be associated with the specific species themselves, the sanitary nature of where the birds are feeding and roosting, and where the birds are living, be it in isolation or in large numbers of birds, and therefore moving 
um, bacteria and issues associated that I just discussed throughout their own population, or if the birds are roosting in a confined space. And so when we see pigeons up in the corners of a warehouse and they're in behind the uh, the beams and the sea channels and so on, and they're nesting and roosting in the most unsanitary nature. You can naturally imagine that they're moving the dried components of bird droppings and feathers and castings all throughout that facility, moving in and out of that facility, and that's when it can become a problem. And so then we actually have to look at how much impact or how much direct contact birds are having with the surfaces, the employees, or what's happening on the site, or the, the food production, or whatever might be happening. And that severity of this, these issues will come with the, the numbers of birds, the history of how long they've been there, and so on. So as I said, in future podcasts, we're going to be talking with a medical professional on the impacts of how these facilities um, can function and look at ways in minimizing those risks. But also from a bird manager's perspective, we'll look at what are these risks, how can we minimize those risks, and how can we function in the bird management industry without having the issues that I've you know, been able to see with some of my colleagues over the years. I've just finished actually a project uh, or with one of my colleagues here on a rooftop in, um, in Melbourne that's been extended. Actually, it's not finished because it's been extended on many, many weeks and sometimes months because of illness of the interaction of the people that were working on the site on this elevated netting over solar panels and the impacts that the seagulls had on the guys that were working. Now, I was only on that site for you know a couple of half days here and there for advice and assistance, but everyone that worked on that site had significant illness. And so it d does happen, we need to be aware of it, and we need to try and work out how we work in our environments in the safest possible way. So let's move on from the, the health-related issues to the damage that birds cause. So birds cause damage to the facility, the structure, the paintwork, and the plant and equipment. So looking at paintwork, birds naturally have one exit hole. Uh, not a biological term, but the, um, uh, the rear end or the vent or the cloaca of a bird is where the number ones and the number twos are presented at the same time to form the dropping that has uric acid or the urine and the solid waste all in one. And so that dropping that's deposited on a surface begins to cause the corrosive issues associated with droppings on painted surfaces, on rooftops or where, whatever the surface, surface might be. And so we see a reduced life of, of paintwork and the protective coatings, but on the roof itself. So whether we have a membrane roof or a metal roof, which is mostly the case here in Australia, you'll have either color bond or trim deck or a different profile of a metal roof. And so what we see in significant numbers of pigeons or seagulls particularly, we see a deterioration of the integrity of the roof. We also see a deterioration or rusting or damage to the guttering and spouting and downpipes and that can happen purely because of the corrosive nature of the droppings or just the sheer load of the biohazard and the loss of life in carcasses all getting in uh, and just mounting up on the roof itself and then we and i'll come back to that then we look at the inventory or the function of that business that's being impacted 
So whether they're in manufacturing or storage or food production, there's an impact to what's happening with the function of that business. But there'll also be things like a physical damage to the soft furnishings or bird droppings on the facade. But most importantly, one of the health-related issues that I've touched on before comes from the air movement from outside to inside of a building. And that will occur during or with the movement of air with air conditioners. And so we get bird droppings all over the outside of the buildings and a lot of those microscopic particles, even feathers or the castings, will actually be brought through the air conditioner. Now there's filtration processes, but there is always the potential for bacteria and other related pathogens coming in through the air conditioning process. So all of these areas of bird droppings will have some sort of Im negative influence or impact. But when it comes to the damage associated with you know, bird droppings on, on the cars on the outside or on the glasswork or on the painted surfaces or on solar panels, that damage generally is permanent. And so polishing of cars or, or replacement of solar panels or painting, repainting surfaces before the general life expectancy creates a financial burden just from that process. We also see and not so much at the moment in Australia because of regular rain, but with clogged gutters and clogged drains, we see a huge bio-load of droppings and carcasses and nesting material on rooftops and in gutters. And with extended dry periods, when the rain does finally come, we get this huge build-up of material clogging the gutters, clogging the drains, and potentially having this water ingress into the building itself. Now, it's not pristine water from the heavens at that point. It's full of dirt, mud, droppings, bacteria, and all the sort of gross stuff that we really don't want coming into the workplace. But also, sometimes it's the sheer weight of the water from the clogged drains and the, and the droppings themselves can cause a collapse of the roof. Now, obviously, that's dependent on the, the style of building, but we've certainly seen roof collapse in petrol stations or in shopping centres, which can have a significant impact both in terms of the cost of replacement and repairs, but to potentially the business interruption can have you know, disastrous effects. So then we look at the cost of cleanup and the issues associated for the building owner or the, or the, or the company involved. Now, bird droppings in the workplace we know must be cleaned and sanitised due to the risk associated with birds in the workplace or, were, or birds in a residential area. Now the number of birds and the severity of the mess will influence the cost associated and, and also the, the sheer load and the amount to be removed, not just cleaned. So there need to be a discussion of the practical ability in order to clean the facility and the time that it takes and whether it can be done by employees or it can be influenced by the location of the mess. Is it easy for us to get to? And do we have an available workforce in which to conduct that cleaning? Now, in most cases, because of the nature of bird droppings and the potential risk during that cleaning process, in most cases, qualified commercial cleaners are required in appropriate protective, personal protective equipment, <laughs> let's just say PPE, um, 
but PPE is needed during that cleaning process. And there is a significant cost involved in bringing in third parties in which to clean such mess. Now often there needs, this needs to be done during manufacturing shutdowns or times when the workplace is off-site and therefore brings in after-hour work rates. And so that can further, further be a burden on the cost associated with cleaning such buildings. There's a negative impact to the risk profile of a building or a building owner or the workplace. So that negative impact can be uh, an impact on the liability associated with safety or quality control or a company's compliance. So when companies naturally need insurance to their risk, the availability of insurance or the cost of insurance can be negatively impacted the workplace safety associated with pest birds and a severe pest bird infestation. But then when we look at uh, food manufacture or logistics associated with food, food storage, food transport, the HACCP supply chain or ISO accreditations or a company's compliance can be negatively impacted by birds or bird droppings in that area of work. But from a simple perspective, one of the most dangerous things we often see in the workplace is slip and fall hazards and the impact of fresh droppings on painted surfaces or floor coatings or polished concrete or tiles. And when we have retail environments such as the, the hardware or grocery stores or any type of retail, bird droppings around the entries or in those locations, particularly around times of, of wet weather and moisture and droppings and Polished concrete surfaces can be one of the slipperiest surfaces and so therefore a slip and fall hazard can be a major issue in a retail environment. Moving on from there, one of the things that birds introduce to a facility is noise, mess and smell. So we do know that large populations of birds can introduce faeces, droppings, poop, as well as carcasses and that bio load can be of significant impact. But in addition, there's nesting materials, eggs and feathers that add a level of unsightly hygiene to the workplace. So overall, there's an impact to these facilities, amenity, sanitation, and that has a significant impact on staff morale and also has that negative impact that um, consumers would also appreciate. So essentially, birds can create this unpleasant work environment which leads to our next two discussion points, potential work stoppages and negative company image. Potential work stoppages We've seen significant bird populations have increased staff absenteeism and that could be from health related illnesses. It's also influenced the health of my fellow bird managers at times, but also can have an increase to the negativity of staff morale. And so it's going to impact what the employees of that facility not only think of their own employer, but also their own enjoyment from their work life. In addition to work stoppages by employees, we also see the intervention of local, state or federal health authorities that are perhaps responding to an issue has been brought to their attention by consumers or staff, or perhaps just in random visits that they do, or perhaps scheduled visits that they would do to workplaces, and to see that the company is actually not complying to workplace health and safety as a result of birds coming in. There's also HACCP, auditing and AIB and other food safety auditing that can also lead to issues associated with 
the cessation of work from these processes. And I've had examples where staff intervention or health authority intervention has all of a sudden mobilized a company into action. Now, negative impacts to company image and damage to goodwill can also be caused by the impacts of birds in the workplace or in and around a facility. So as a consumer, we feel that birds can influence our purchase decision. It certainly influences what we think about a company's either cleanliness, the way they conduct work, and so it's going to have an impact on our thoughts on their cleanliness, hygiene, or how they're interacting with us as a consumer. So bird infestations, droppings, mess outside the building will influence what we think when we go into a building and it will actually have an influence on our purchase decision. Again, as a consumer, we all value the safety and the importance of our purchases. And so we want safety and security in the goods that we purchase. And so birds impacting our supplies, be it you know, materials, grocery, food, or our work-related purchases will be influenced by the impact of bird droppings on packaging or inventory or just the outside of a building. Now, mainstream media plays a significant role in this by exposing companies that breach health and safety issues, perhaps from consumer complaints. And so any type of vermin, you know, any type of pest can be portrayed very negatively in the media. And of course, that then leads us to social media. It plays a significant role in how happy or dissatisfied consumers are, and they're very happy to take snaps of um, bird droppings or birds or any sort of vermin in their experience when they're dealing with a company. And so that can virally and negatively influence us as fellow consumers when everyone's sharing images about the companies that they're dealing with. That's something that all businesses are, are very much involved in understanding be it their Google reviews or just the social media and how they're portrayed to their clients and how their clients react to their interactions. The lastly, one of the things that architects and builders need to be aware of is the impact of birds, not just on the workplace of construction, but at the point of building handover. So when a new building is completed, the construction company will hand that building over to the eventual owner. And so the handover process involves documentation and the presentation of what is, what is essentially a brand new building. So existing populations may have a history with that site uh, before construction, or it might just be a renovation and the birds have continued to succeed during the build. Now the construction type may also influence or attract birds coming into the construction zone and that can cause problems. So that also might mean that there's an unexpected impact of birds and therefore a bird management system may be needed which could also delay construction or add additional cost to the project. But overall, pest birds can influence the cleanliness of the build, the workplace health and safety on the build and may even impact the eventual handover of the building to the new owner. Now just in finishing up, we do know that urbanization has led to the proliferation of various pest bird species in the urban, industrial and construction environments. And these birds are impacting these facilities in the and having a, a negative impact like we've just discussed. And there are so many more, this could be a discussion that goes on and on. Overall, what we do know is that pest birds are having a financial burden on the workplaces in and around Australia, New Zealand, and of course, around the world. So 
Our discussion points today was that birds had a, a negative impact to the health risk to personnel on a, build, on a um, commercial facility. There's damage to the facility itself, the structure, the plant and equipment and the coatings of the facility. Birds will impact the cost of cleanliness, the cost of cleaning by the building owners and also all the maintenance that's needed, needed to be done by the building occupiers. They'll have a negative impact to the risk profile of the building owner or the workplace. Birds, of course, do bring noise, mess and smell into this area. Has a negative company image, negative a damage to company goodwill. And then essentially we'll see that unsightly impacts of pest birds can also create problems with building handover. So that's all I wanted to share today. I've actually organised a number of interviews coming in the next few weeks because I think listening to me for 30 minutes is probably not the most important thing you'd like to do in your day. But I just wanted to share with you these topics. But some of my interviews coming up will centre around technologies that have been in the bird management sector for a number of years, but also some really new technologies that are going to influence the way we manage pest birds and how facilities look at various options that they have. But for now, thanks very much for being with me. I really appreciate it. I'd love to hear more of your thoughts. And this is The Flockers, the Australian Bird Management Podcast. Bye for now.